Hi, I'm Paul Merrill for Consuming Worship, and I'm here with Stan Andicott to talk about a great new release called Worship, The Sacred Breath. Stan, you've done numerous projects for Maranatha Music and Promise Keepers. Uh, so what's what's been your role in this project for Consuming Worship? Um, as uh, part of the creative team for Consuming Worship, uh, I, I was involved in... Uh, helping shape the overall sound of it, except I really wasn't there when the sound happened for the tracking. Uh, we have been introduced to a pretty amazing school of worship. It's called uh, Visible School. It's a worship arts school. It's in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, one of the guys on our staff, George Baldwin's son, happens to go there, and he's a drummer. And uh, so we thought, or George thought, maybe there'd be a great thing to have them to, to do the tracks for this record. And because as if you turn a bunch of college kids loose on music and let them do their thing to it, mm -hmm. it's going to be pretty cool if you leave them alone. And that's kind of what happened. And there's some pretty magical things that happened. And so uh, we ended up putting group vocals on there because... Uh, for our version, now the, the the students used the same tracks and their vocals for a custom project for their school for uh, outreach and for uh, PR for the school. And just for a great worship album that represents the heart of Visible School. And then we put group vocals on it, kind of like a, uh, a real hip worship team sound, so that these songs could be translated into the uh, mainstream church uh, all across America and all over the world. Uh, so I think it's a pretty great combination. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I guess, the best way I could describe it would be uh, real hip vocals on top of rockish sounds. And the, these kids are rocking it. But yet it's got tenderness to it. These are some great songs. So my involvement was to produce the vocals and to mix it. Uh, I basically went with the tracks that they produced. Wow, it sounds like a, a really unique project to work on. Um, so how was it working with Visible School, and uh, you know, um, where where'd you guys record it at? Uh, the school is, uh, I went down there and visited with them, and, and uh, I think they were a little bit shocked that I might dig their complex, because basically their complex is like a bunch of cement walls and cement blocks, and uh, the, the dormitory is in like a motel across the street. And uh, they were a little bit sheepish, I think, about it. And like I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's kind of like uh, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. You see all these people coming out of the windows and stuff. And everywhere you walk down there, there's some kid with a Mac and a guitar or a video camera. And they're just a bunch of... 20-year-old kids just having fun in school. They probably have 80 to 100 students right now. It's a full-on three-, four-year deal. And uh, But for me to be there with, you know, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, and to walk in there and hang out with these kids was just awesome. And the story behind the, the birth of the school is just really incredible. Ken Stortz, who is the president of the school, used to be the lead guitar player for uh, the rock band Skillet. And he had this vision to start this school, and he did it on his own, and now it's reality, and they're having a great impact. And it was so fun 
to listen to them create their their versions and arrangements of the tracks and then i got to put group vocals on it and mix it it was just a, a hoot it was great that's great it sounds like a, a, a great group of kids and uh, sounds like it's real exciting so where did they end up recording this at uh, they have a relationship with uh, a studio in town it's about 15 miles from the school and it's called ardent uh studio and uh, they've had a few people record there uh, mainly people you had never heard of like elvis presley and bb king and isaac hayes waylon jennings todd agnew uh, the wow. list goes on and on and on, and, and it's like walking into a recording uh, historic museum. You, you can you walk in that place, and, it, and it's like you can just feel the music coming out of the walls of that place. If these walls could only talk, you know, and they do talk, and to, and to watch these kids uh, do their thing there. Now I wasn't there when they tracked, so I take no credit for the tracks because they did them on their own and they did a great job under the leadership of some of the professors at the school, uh, Shannon and Ken and Dave and a lot of the the professors there, they did a super job. And so when they, they recorded there, uh, it was, it was like the coolest ever because that studio has got, uh, such a great history. So, uh, they, they recorded tracks there and they sent the, the masters out to me and we put vocals on it and mixed it wow wow what a process that sounds really amazing um so what what really does excite you about this project uh it's kind of got uh it's like old school meets hipsville you know it's like it's uh there's some beautiful run-of-the-mill regular wonderful worship songs that the church is singing today a great one of the great songs is uh, called center uh, which is written by charlie hall and churches all over the country are singing that song all over the world are singing that song so we put some staple worship songs on this album mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, i was involved in the song choices which was very fun and uh and so the songs are really great. There's like a new writer named Jeremy Horn who wrote two of the th- uh, two or three of the songs on the project. He's got a wonderful song called uh, First Love, which you're going to hear a little bit later on, and a great song called Embrace the Cross. So the songs are really, really, really great. Uh, Tim Timmons' song called You Are Good, uh, not to be confused with Israel Houghton's wonderful song called You Are Good of the same title. Uh, but Tim's song, You Are Good, is really a wonderful new song. And the old hymn, Ferris Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. So to, for them to put their twist on, on those songs is really, really fun. So I'm excited about the song choices, and I'm excited about uh, how contemporary and hip the tracks are for the youth culture. Well, Stan, that, that's some great insight into the project. And uh, I, I just don't want to go any further. I want, I want to hear something right now from this project and let's take a listen to first love from worship the sacred breath
Now, that song was written by Jeremy Horner. He's a worship leader in Memphis. Um, there are some amazing songwriters on this project. Can you just tell us about them, Stan? Well, yeah, I mentioned Charlie Hall, who wrote Center, and, and he's a very well-known writer, and uh, people know about him. But uh, Ken Stortz, who's the president of the school, like I said, he was a guitar player for Skillet. And uh, Ken uh, has written... Uh, Two or three of the songs, he wrote the song on the on the project called I Belong to You. He wrote uh, Magnificent King, and uh, uh, he is a, an amazing writer. And then there's uh, uh, Tim Timmons, who is the worship leader at Mariner's Church, which is my home church where I am pastor of worship out in California. And Tim is a, uh, an upcoming writer. He's writing some amazing songs, and his song You Are Good uh, Tim leads worship uh, all over the place, and uh, he's at Mariner's Church there in Southern California with me. Uh, also, uh, Josiah Oslin, he's one of the students at Visible School, writing some incredible songs. And so there's uh, a lot of really great writers, and some of them you will be hearing a lot more about. Yes, we will. Let's, let's take a quick listen to one of Tim Timmons' songs, um, You Are Good. What a great song. Now, I know this is great for student-led worship, but it's also a wonderful choice for contemporary churches that use a band. How do you see this project uh, being incorporated in corporate worship in churches? Well, one of the things about this project I like are, are the sounds that the guitars use. And guitar players uh, love to hear other good guitar players play. It's, it energizes them. It just gets them going, and it's just a great learning process. And so um, there probably are churches that are growing who don't use electric guitars in their churches, but I can't think of one. And so if you're going to have a growing church, you're probably going to have electric guitar, and now acoustic piano is going is, is welcome back in church again. So, uh, But this project... For all the contemporary churches, who all these guys love to play guitar, they're going to just gravitate toward this because the guitar sounds are so hip and so uh, so today, you know, mm-hmm. even tomorrow in some ways. But uh, and the other thing, the vocals. Uh, most churches, contemporary churches, have vocal teams. They have two, three, four, eight, fifteen, whatever, 
or worship choirs, and these vocals are designed for either small groups or you can have a, a worship choir of 200, and these same parts will be available. Uh, the arrangements, uh, we worked real hard on making arrangements that were really fun to sing, but also were that sounded great, and so singers love to sing great parts, and I think they'll love singing these. And you put together, you know, the rhythm section with the the real cool, fun vocals, and uh, I think churches, along with the great songs, I think it's a great win for contemporary churches, and I really do believe it's a, a set apart, unique sound that is uh, going to get a lot of attention. Absolutely, and listening to the project, it sounds really flexible. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Embrace the Cross. Um, if you just let that title go across your thinking for a second, uh, there would be there would be a, a, a need for the music to really match that thought. To Embrace the Cross needs to have a little bit of wonderful seriousness to it. And uh, churches are so quick to celebrate and so slow to lament. And celebration, I think, with uh, without confession is is really uh, lacking and void. To really celebrate, we need to have something to celebrate. And when we confess and God forgives us, that's a great celebration. Well, this song, first of all, there's not very many songs written about the cross. So all, every church that does a communion uh, time, a communion service, or a prayer time, or a commitment time, or a confession time, or a prayer time, they're going to gravitate toward looking for songs like this, Embrace the Cross. And uh, it really is an answer to a whole lot of, of uh, service planning needs about something about confession. And that's what mm -hmm. this song's about. And the music does for sure match the heart and the title. Great. We're going to take a listen to that song here in just a second, but it seems like the project itself, you took some real intentionality in picking the songs. Can you just talk about maybe the, the overall uh, overarching theme of this, this project, Sacred Breath? I mean, that's really cool. Well, the breath of the Holy Spirit in our lives and... Uh, it's kind of a new twist on a very ancient theme. It's like the breath of the Holy Spirit, you know, the very breath of God, the hallelujah, the uh, Hebrew even uh, about that word itself is the breath of God. This, this is a, and the, the one thing I love about this project is it's not so, it's not so happy. Mm. Yeah. Can we just not be quite so happy every day? I mean, we all have a lot of joy in our lives, but there is a seriousness about this that really brings people to a uh, a new calibration of their spiritual walk. And, uh, oh, there's some happy moments. Uh, wait till you hear the intro of uh, Magnificent King if you get to listen to that one. I mean, you, you're going to mm. just, it's rock city. You know, it's Absolutely. great. But, the, you know, fairest Lord Jesus is very worshipful and very lament, embrace the cross, uh, uh, you know, center, what a wonderful song. But this album does feel like it has a serious feel to it about worship, not that the other worship albums aren't serious, I'm not saying that for a second, mm -hmm. but it's not quite so 
happy uh, in in even well the chord structures themselves. Uh, there's not that many major chords in the project. There's a lot of minor chords and a lot of chords with no thirds in them, and so that itself makes it a little bit more. Uh, uh, serious feel mm -hmm. to it yeah absolutely well it, let's take a listen to embrace the cross and, and i invite our listeners to just let this song speak to you right now Man, I really like that song. Um, to boil things down a bit more here, uh, now there, there are seven brand new songs on there, plus three songs that are rising praise and worship tunes. What would you, what would you say to other worship leaders out there about this project? Well, first of all, this album was recorded in a studio, but it's not a studio album. It's kind of a reflection of what, these, of what this ministry at the school is all about. They do, you know, chapel services, and they basically just took these songs from their chapel services and the other places where they lead worship and brought them into the studio. So it's created outside in, in a context of live worship, and they just mm -hmm. simply brought it in. There's some practical things about it. These are actually recorded in keys that people can sing in. And so the energy that you hear on the project is uh, em can be emulated quite easily. Sometimes we try to change a key to make it more congregational uh, uh, savvy, if you would, by putting in a lower key, and then a lot of the energy drops. So what you hear in this recording, you can do in the key, because we, we were very careful about what keys to do them in, and they're in guitar keys, which, you know, there's, I don't think there's any song in here in key of E flat. I don't think so. That's good. So, which is a, a good thing for, you know, for a worship band. And also, you know, the, the melodies are, are really strong. The words are, you know, 
I mean, you could put together a worship service just with these these ten songs and have an awesome experience. And uh, the vocal parts, you know, most worship bands also have to accompany vocal teams and worship choirs. And these parts are designed for live worship. We, we took people right out of vocal teams, out of churches in Southern California, and I taught them these parts on the fly. We made them up just like there's nothing written out. We just made them up. And the vocal parts that will be written out are simply a snapshot of what we made up just as worship leaders and worship team singers. So we we have confidence that this is going to really work well. Also, there's a lot of great dynamics in these tracks. You know, not all the players played all every single measure. There's some space. There's some uh, time for it to, you know, for the music to clear out a little bit. And there's great celebration. And uh, so... Uh, I think there's a lot of practical things about it that really is congregationally comfort. Absolutely. I, t- I agree with that 100%. In fact, earlier you talked about the, the ease of playability, especially specifically for guitar players. I really want to hear this song, Magnificent King. It's got a great opening guitar part. Let's take a listen to it. Wow, I just love that song, Magnificent King. What a great, great song. Stan, is there anything else about this project we need to know? I think the only thing uh, else that I'd like to say is I can't, you know, is I can't say enough good things about that school. And if you got kids in your church that are looking for a place to go to college, that want to be worship leaders, you got to check it out. Visible School in Memphis. That, you know, good job, Visible School guys. It's awesome. Well, Stan, thanks for being here today. Appreciate all you've done for this project and consuming worship. Thanks for having me, man. It's fun to talk about this stuff. I want to say to all of our listeners that we here at Consuming Worship Radio recognize that you may want to listen and hear more of Worship the Sacred Breath. 
To make that easier and also affordable, we have created a combo pack that includes both music, book, and the full CD. With this inexpensive tool, you can listen and look at the entire collection for a greatly reduced price. You can purchase one of those easily at consumingworship.com. Let me also recommend that you check out our other podcasts from Consuming Worship Radio. You can find those online at consumingworship.com. Just click on the podcast tab to the right portion of your screen. Thanks for listening today.